Welcome everyone to the Blind Entrepreneur Podcast, where we help entrepreneurs and business professionals execute their vision by guiding them to profitability. Let's go! listening to episode 172 and today we have Jocelyn Duffy. For 20 years Jocelyn has been creating communication that helps move the world forward into our individual and collective potential. As a co-developer of world-changing ideas she has supported everyone from Fortune 500 companies and New York-based selling authors to new entrepreneurs. Author slash ghostwriter behind 15 books and creative consultant behind dozens of others, Jocelyn is on a mission to help entrepreneurs master their message and leave their legacy. Jocelyn, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks so much for having me, Jonathan. Hello to everyone who's listening and watching. (laughs) Yes, watching, listening. We got it all down pat. But before we get into the heavy hitting questions about business, life, entrepreneurship, and all that other fun stuff, we have to uh, talk about the elephant in the room. And that is the desire to always be hungry. So imagine you just had the absolute best day of your life. (laughs) Where are you going to eat and what are you going to order to make (laughs) your day complete? My question might seem really, really bland and and salt of the earth, but I'm going to the garden because Mm. I love salad. Mm. And, And as we get into our discussion in my story, you'll understand why I think it's the most important and valuable thing we can do to nourish our bodies and to really honor them. So, you know, give me a salad or a green smoothie and I'm as happy as anything. Interesting. You've made my day. Yeah. So if you want to win my heart over, that's how you do it. Salad. Well, that's good to know <laughs> if, if, if any um, person that is listening right now to win your heart, that's the answer right there. Um, but it, so what is the what is that going to be? Is that what type of uh, salad is that is that going to uh, entail? I love a great Greek salad. I mean, you could throw any vegetables in there, though, and and I'm perfectly happy. Nice. That's good. That's good. Are you uh, vegan or are you vegetarian? I was vegan, pre-near-death experience. Uh, Now I throw a little chicken into the mix for protein. Yeah. (laughs) I I, I went vegan, too, uh, for a little bit of time. And there's just something about that, not every time, but just a little bit of of protein, chicken type of meat uh, aspect here and there. Um, Yeah. And I think we have to honor what's right for our own bodies. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody's different. So um, without further ado, the first real question of the podcast is, tell me about a time that you felt lost or blind in business, and how did you overcome that obstacle? Yeah, so blinded as in kind of everything I knew was swept away, um, and blind in terms of not knowing direction. Uh, my, my past life, so to speak, was as a product and marketing specialist at the heart of the financial sector. So I was giving a lot of opportunities early on out of university. I worked in St. Louis, Missouri, and Toronto, and Canada, um, and enjoying it, um, balanced, and kind of like felt this slight nudge from life to kind of do a little bit more and contribute from from a more deeply human perspective with more heart and more personalized stories. But kind of went, no, no, I can be happy and keep going. Anyway, at 26 years of age, I was hit with a life-threatening case of lupus. And you talk about, we talked about like, you know, supporting our bodies. I was doing everything by the book. Like I was training for a marathon, happy, emotionally balanced, eating well. Um, and then all of a sudden was just swept away from everything that I knew and really just came to this point of going from networking and supporting others and working and playing competitive sports to being confined in the walls of my apartment. 
So talk about being blind, like where do you go from there? And all of those sources where you felt were your fuel that were pushing you forward are no longer readily at your disposal. So you have to go from within. So it really was a matter of embracing that introspective gift that illness was. I actually had two years where I was essentially bedridden. I had two to three half decent waking hours a day. And I would go and exercise beyond any medical documentation documentation that said I should have been able to. That's new, what I knew I had to do. Mm. I wrote and I painted and really used that sense of self and built that and got to know myself, use self-awareness and my intuition to fuel me back into the world. And I knew, though, I trust the universe. If something like that, that big happened from seemingly out of nowhere, even though I had these little nudges that I could have paid more attention to. I couldn't ignore it. I couldn't just turn my back and go back to the financial world. I knew that. So my vocation found me in the process of my healing. Interesting. So just if it's okay with you, um, if you don't mind at least, uh, can you put some some, uh, perspective of like what lupus actually is and what it actually did to your body to kind of just uh, get you on the path to where you are today? Sure, sure. So my case was quite severe. Um, Lupus can be very hard to diagnose. Um, It's an inflammatory illness, so your immune system essentially attacks yourself. And the challenge with lupus is that it can attack anywhere. So someone can have symptoms that vary from skin to major organs, but you have to get to the source of it, which is the immune system and lupus. So for me, it was an immediate hit to my kidneys, and I went from full health to I, my legs were tree stumps. I had 20 pounds of fluid on my legs alone. Um, and my kidneys went from perfect to nearing the point of needing dialysis. Wow. So it was really severe really quickly. And as a complication from losing the protein um, that my body was rejecting through my kidneys, I had a blood clot form, mm. which nearly took my life. So, um, and, and as, as severe as my two life-threatening cases of illness has been, I've bounced back so quickly and not easily but quickly relative to the severity of what i faced and having been told that i was going to die yeah i mean that that's a conversation that you never want to have with anyone uh is that hearing those words and so kudos to you for being able to uh turn it into a positive which is where we are today um you doing extremely well in the world of just creativity and writing. And so what is it about writing and, and what can we use um, the people that are listening and the people that are watching? Um, how can we use writing to for our own personal brand or, uh, or, or our business? Yeah, and, and I'll, I'll take this beyond writing to our message, our model, our methodology, because I'm really operating at that level. I love what the people working with people who have revolutionary ideas and how do we make them relatable because of at the individual level, this is an extremely healing experience. So I credit a lot of my healing to writing my personal story, Unshakable to the Core, which I published on Amazon. And I wrote that book 10 years ago. It was my first book. And it was not only the story of what I faced with lupus, but the the digestible, relatable strategies that I use that anyone could use in the face of challenge and adversity. And so I, that was my, my foundation. Um, and from there, um, my, as I mentioned, my, my vocation found me because I ended up doing the same for others and writing the stories of people who had touched my lives, my life, who were living their life with real passion and purpose. And I wanted to show others the beauty and strength and potential that I saw in them. 
And by that full expression of what I felt and the way I saw the world, I was able to heal. So my message is to the audience, like, it's, I mean, this is proven that creative writing is healing. There's psychology and science to back this. Um, and then you can look at like Viktor Frankl, uh, was a Holocaust survivor and created logotherapy around meaning making. When I looked at the model that I had created for the redefinition of communication and using self-expression as service to heal, it's really about meaning making. So taking the experiences of our lives that don't make sense, but creating meaning from them by contributing them to others, because we all have we're all interpreters of reality. I use a seashell, she seashell as an example. So when you listen to it, it's not the sound of the ocean, it's the external environment resonating in the seashell. And that's what we each all do for reality. We're interpreters and we're sharing our perspective on reality. So you have a composite of experiences that no one else has. And that's where your unique value lies because that shaped your perspective on life. And when you share that, the stories, the messages, the lessons, you're helping an audience. And I always say our voice is providing our gifts, perspective and knowledge and passion to promote empathy, growth and ease of life for others. So promoting empathy, growth and ease of life. We all have this capacity to help make life easier for at least one other person. You know, maybe it's one, maybe it's a hundred, maybe it's a hundred thousand, maybe it's a hundred million, right? But it's giving back and in that giving, and I know you and I are very aligned here, Jonathan, like that, that selfless sense of giving, you are healing. You're, you're making yourself part of something that's bigger than yourself. But in the process, you're giving to your own well-being. Because when we create meaning from experiences, even the ones that don't make sense, psychology supports that this promotes well-being. It promotes mental well-being, emotional well-being, spiritual well-being. Yeah, and so that's, that's an interesting point that you bring up because... Um... And, and I think a lot of people that may be listening right now, including myself, the first thing that pops in my head is, okay, well, yes, I have this story, right? I have this, this, uh, this compelling story about giving and empathy and, 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 and et cetera. But how do I put that all into sense in order to promote it to the world? You know, because I'll be perfectly honest. I think one of the hardest things that I've come across is like, yeah, we do all these amazing things at least I think they're amazing. Um, and we try to help as many people as we possibly can, but in order to put it into like a confined thing, whether that's a bio, whether that's a, a blog or even a book, I, I always find it hard. And from, from my research, other people find it extremely hard to do that. So what are some techniques that you would recommend in order to get people to properly share their message to, to the widespread audience? Sure. I, I love, um, and acting as a ghostwriter, I, I love doing this for others. Use people as your mirror because it's extremely difficult to write about ourselves and what we've created in a way that's humble, but really owns our accomplishments, our feats, our successes. So listen to what others are telling you, right? Gather testimonials, endorsements, and you'll start to see common themes. And I find that's an easy way to begin writing about yourself. I never would have called myself a catalyst or an alchemist or a voice finder, but that's what my clients kept calling me. And it, it made me just really comfortable and own that in a really authentically confident way and be able to communicate that back. So there's that aspect. Let others help you develop that message in a really, in a really balanced way where you're comfortable with it, but we're, gonna, we're lifting each other up. Usually when we go to write our own messages, we're pretty humble about them. You know, so, you know, 
be real about your struggles and then celebrate your successes. Mm. So it sounds as if that you, by letting other people kind of dictate the story, so to speak, or at least them telling you, um, is that in the form of just talking to your customers? Is that in the form of just like cold reach out to like an old friend or like an old colleague and say, hey, could you um, describe me in a couple sentences or something like that? Yeah. What's my value to you? What's my value been to you? What have I brought to your life? And you know, let people tell you. Well, and yeah, and then, and then at that point, if you don't know anybody or if nobody can actually answer the question of what value do you bring, I think it's a self-actualization that, hey, you're not actually bringing the value that you think you do. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, even if you're putting blogs out online and as people you don't know, ask for their feedback. Mm. I get comments from all over the world and they're the most beautiful, heartfelt comments. And some of them bring me to tears, mm. you know, that people are getting this courage to go out and share their message. They're starting a website or starting a blog. They're ready to tell their story now. Mm. You know, it's the most fun. And, and do it for others and you'll find that others will start to do it for you. And I, I posted something on Facebook the other day. Like we, sometimes we think like there has to be an object, objective, a deliverable to approach someone. I, I just wrote someone the other day is like a master in online marketing and, you know, nearly untouchable if you're trying to get in touch with them. But I just said, hey, I just wanted to thank you for the quality of your content. Like it's mm. so easy to digest and it makes sure that I'm on track when I read it. I'm, on, I, I'm making sure that I'm on track with my online and technical side of my business. And he wrote back within 20 minutes. He said, you just made my day. Mm. Right. So begin doing it for others. If we just start all doing this for others, we're creating another, a different world and we start to receive it back. Right. It's, it's that's giver mentality again. Right. And, and Adam Grant, a psychologist, the psychologist at Wharton, uh, well known in, in his research, he's done research on givers and yes, they lie at the bottom of the success spectrum uh, because mm -hmm. sometimes the giver gives too much weight, but they also lie at the top. So when givers succeed, it ex inspires others to succeed mm. at that level where you're really acting in service to something bigger than yourself. And, and I think one of the hardest things in life is to actually give, to unlock that part of your brain that makes you want to do things for other people. Do you think, uh, this is just more so like a fun question, do you think it's something that that, that empathy and that, uh, that, giver, that giver's mentality, is that something that you're born with? Or do you think that's something that can be trained? Um, I just, what is your overall perspective on that? I do believe that circumstances amplify your capacity for empathy and compassion. Um, I've always been someone who just wanted to give and I've always done little things. Even as a child, I was gifting people things, just creating something and gifting it. I mean, I found my vocation because I wrote this book that I, I never intended to publish and I gifted the chapters to others. I got four book deals to write for internationally acclaimed speakers in, from that. It was never my intention, mm. right? But having shared hospital rooms with people who are dying, having known great physical suffering, mm. I mean, the level of empathy and compassion that I know now is mm -hmm. far beyond what I even knew before. Mm. It's always been from the heart, but it's, it, it, it's just the dimension to it now and the depth to it is incredible. Yeah. So allow yourself to be part of those circumstances where you're, you're giving without asking anything in return. You know, support those who aren't able to support you immediately back. And I know you're doing this in Camden, right? And to say like, I just want to, I just want to help you. And how can I help you? Put yourself in that situation, even if it's not the most comfortable thing for you right now. And you'll be amazed at how you start to feel. And all of a sudden you're like, I want more of this. 
I want to build this into my business. I want this to be part of every aspect of my life because it, it really is magical, the connection it creates. And I mean, when you forge connections based on empathy and compassion with your clients, with your collaborators, with your cheerleaders, that bond is irreplaceable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a trust and respect there that lasts for the long term. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point. Um, and there's a lot of really good information here. And I hope that the people that are watching and listening that are uh, are, are jotting all these notes down because and, and I'm just going to give you a personal story. I think for me, you can get so far down into the weeds of just business and life where you yeah. don't actually think about uh, other people. And I think for me, naturally, I, as much as I I want to help as many people as I possibly can. My first reaction in life isn't necessarily to extend the my hand out in order to say like, hey, let me help you. Um, it might be like the next sentence, so to speak, is after I'm after I'm done doing my tasks for the day. But that's mm-hmm. that's just me being self r- real and 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 working towards it. Are there any techniques? Are there are, are there any practices? Are is there anything that you would recommend doing? in order to help people unlock that potential uh, of within, in order to get to a world or get to a place where you currently are and have been for for most of your life? Presence. It's all about presence. Presence with yourself and presence with others. I mean, in crafting others' messages, I have to listen to what they're saying to me, and I also have to intuitively listen to what you're you're not yet saying that you want to say from deep within. So there's an extreme amount of presence that happens. Like when I'm with you, I'm totally with you. Mm. There's not a million other things running through my mind. There's nowhere else I want to be. I mean, having nearly died twice, every moment is a conscious choice for me. And I think it should be for all of us, right? So when you're with someone and you're fully present, fully present, like mind, body, soul with them, and they're telling you a story where they're pouring their heart out, you're going to feel it. Yeah. Right? The, the times when we don't feel it is when we, we've got five other thoughts going on of like, okay, so when I'm done here, I have to go do this, 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 and this before yeah. five o'clock. Yeah. And then I've got to do this tomorrow. You're not going to feel it. You're yeah. somewhere else. Dedicate your whole self to being with the people you're with. And I mean, even if you're doing this on a, on a big scale, you're delivering a webinar or mm-hmm. an e-course, you know, everything we deliver, every message we deliver is a conversation. Mm-hmm. There's different levels of connection and intimacy, right? If we're going from like an e-course to one-on-one coaching, obviously it's going to vary, but everything should be approached as a personal conversation. Mm-hmm. So that e-course is a conversation with a group of your avatars, of your ideal clients. You know, be with them heart to heart. In that coaching, if you're or consulting, whatever one-on-one work you're doing, it's, you know, tell me, exactly how we can serve you what are you about what do you stand for where do you want to go yeah i'm right here i'm with you right now let's do this together so it's all about presence that's huge that is absolutely huge and thank you for uh for for bringing that up and and sharing that that brief story um and jocelyn i have a uh, i want to shake the conversation up a little bit and as you know you told me your instagram handle beforehand and so (laughs) i did my due diligence in order to find some uh wonderful pictures here that i just have some questions about need some further explaining so <laughs> okay. are, are you ready to explain that Graham Jocelyn I'll do my best all right so the first one right here is a picture <laughs> of a beautiful dog uh, along with that picture that is in the background I just realized it nice um, so obviously the picture still resonates even I don't even know when this was posted um, but you're in New York um, 
and you have a what a beautiful dog. What is it about New York that just kind of brings it all home to you? And 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 I've noticed on your Instagram that you've brought up uh, New York multiple times about the Big Apple. So what is it about New York that just gets you gets you excited? My work is all about people. It's all about people. It's about your full expression when you're a communicator, and it's about serving your audience. Like whether you're working with your family, company, community, or humanity, it's about the needs and values of people. I love the people of New York, right? And that that selfless service. How can I help you? We are community. It's the the bond there, the energy there. It's it just for me personally, it makes me feel so alive. Mm. So I, I, mean, I love spending time there. I love the people that I know there. I love the people that I meet there when I go. So that's why. And interestingly, like my brand, my brand colors are on the teal scheme. Mm-hmm. So this painting, <laughs> I mean, I literally walked into to a store and it was just sitting there, and that's, I went, "Really? Yeah. <laughs> brand colors in New York? Let's do this." <laughs> and so the picture was Annie, my one of my many great team members, <laughs> my reliable assistant, my dog. Um, she. She loved the picture as much as I did. So that's really what that photo was capturing. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a great photo. And it actually brings, uh, excuse me, it's a great painting. Um, but I think even even more interesting is with that color scheme um, comes another branded co- piece of content, and it's a quote. So always remember that you are absolutely unique, just like everyone else. And it's just like it on your Instagram. It's just like a little meme here. And it's got your color schemes going, so I can definitely see the motif. Um, not to put you directly on the spot, but I will put you on the spot. Um, okay. Is there a particular quote? Because you, you have a lot of quotes in your Instagram, on your Instagram, um, of just things that are more about like the interpersonal side, um, you know, about the, the relationship of, of, of just within you and yourself. So I'm just kind of curious, besides this quote right here, is there any particular quote that you just, uh, that you live by or something that resonates with you that you could share with the audience today? Yeah, um, I'm I'm a big Joseph Campbell fan um, as well as Viktor Frankl, but I love Joseph Campbell's quote. It says, "Life has no meaning; each of us has meaning, and we bring it to life." Hmm. It's a waste to be asking the question when you are the answer. Hmm. That's that's huge right there. Um, I, I don't have a picture of that uh, of this in particular, but I noticed that you have a lot of things um, that resonate with Simon Sinek. Um, yeah, I guess I guess what has has he been able to do uh, for you, from I just fr- from a content piece because I feel like a lot of the things like your message are very sim. Not, I mean, maybe not similar, um, but there are some similarities in what you yeah. believe and what he believes. Um, is there anything that you could speak to about just like what Simon Sinek has done personally for for you? Yeah, well, I I love Simon. I've shared in conversation with Simon, so um, I love his work and what he stands for. And, and yes, there are parallels because I believe my work and, and how I positioned it over the years is setting the why in motion. Because I believe that we can communicate our voice through our vocation, our communication, or our relations. So I'm really focused on that communication piece. So, I mean, he's doing all the groundwork and helping people find their purpose, getting clarity of their why. And I mean, that's that's huge. And it's a part of my work as well. Mm-hmm. So it really seamlessly fits together. And I love... Simon's style, you know, he's all about giving, but he just unapologetically goes out into the world and says, here's what I stand for. You know, you're welcome to join me. How can I help you? How can I serve you? And for me, that's what self-expression is versus seeking acceptance, right? Self-expression is, here's what I stand for. How can I serve? Mm -hmm. You know, versus here's who I am. 
Do you like me? Am I okay? You know, and it's a progression to get to that point, but it's such a beautiful thing when we can just go out to the world and say, here's what I have to offer. You know, I've, I've done my work on the self-awareness. I've, I've really studied my trajectory and journey in this life and the experiences I've been through. I know where my, my strengths and my skills lie, I know where my gifts lie, my passions lie. And, and here's the way I see the world. So this can help you out. You know, let me know how, and I'll keep giving it to you. Mm. And really that's what Simon's done. So, yeah, I mean, he's a, uh, a, a great person to, to model. Um, I, I guess yourself, not that you are, but just the people listening, he's an amazing author, amazing writer, amazing speaker. Um, I love everything that he has uh, going for him. Um, my final picture that I have here is just you and your dog <laughs> running around in the snow. Um, it, it seems very peaceful and very calm. It, and, and the caption was, uh, Wednesday Walk of Wisdom. Um, and so there's an amazing quote. So is there any particular place that you can go to to kind of just like put yourself back into that mode of zen and put yourself back into that mode of just um uh, i guess being able to be one with yourself is there a place where and where is that place yeah and it's almost a continuous process of staying there for me um mm. just where i am in my life now it's it's i try not to get to the point where i have to go back there mm-hmm. it's a matter of staying there so being active in nature regardless of where it is, Mm -hmm. is everything for me. I mean, it opens up the creative space. It lets the ideas flow. It resolves any problems or complications. Like you're putting together a model or methodology. Mm -hmm. I'm working with massive models, like people who are redefining leadership and the way we do business. Mm -hmm. So how do all the pieces fit together? I just go take a walk in the woods and it's like, oh, well, that's how it works. Okay, I'll just go home and type that up now. I mean, Mm -hmm. the answers don't come when you're lying in front, standing in front of the computer screen, right? It's it's when you're lying in the sun or standing in nature, walking in a trail, that's, it's creating the space. I mean, you look at like Steve Jobs, Einstein, the the list of people who walked hours a day is what they accomplished and contributed to the world. Hmm. You know, the correlation seems pretty obvious. And and I'm, I'm a huge advocate for, you know, walking or doing anything active in the outdoors just Mm -hmm. to open everything up to relieve not I'm not just relieve the stress but create this space again presence with yourself so that you can contribute the presence to others yeah that's well said my final question to you today is the blind entrepreneur podcast was uh is defined as a person who is temporarily lost or blind in business and they cannot see the obvious so to those particular individuals that can't get out what are three pieces of advice that you would give to a fellow entrepreneur so if I can just kind of draw on what we've already discussed, I will use presence as the first one because I think everything starts there. Um, make it personal as the second one. Make it personal. You know, as mentioned, whether you're dealing one-on-one, working, coaching, consulting, developing someone's message, whatever the case may be, make it personal. Get interested about the people you're working with, their needs, their hurts, their desires, their dreams, their vision. Really tune into who they are. Make it personal. So it's, it's going beyond just being present with them. Like be curious about them because those we work with and those we work for will be some of our greatest teachers. You know, I'm blessed to work for New York Times bestselling authors and world-renowned speakers. What they've taught me is incredible. And the third one would be persistency. I mean, I'm alive because I said, well, dying's not gonna work for me, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And, and when, I, when I couldn't walk and I spent four months in hospital and I had no hair and I was skin and bone, 
and severely malnourished because I had a blood clot that went undiagnosed despite my pleas that something was going on in my abdomen. I mean, it was not easy. You know, be be compassionate towards yourself. Some self-compassion and small action, like that's where it starts. So persistency doesn't mean you have to go out and go big. You know, don't be afraid to go big. Don't be afraid to connect with the people that you need support from because you'll be amazed at who's willing to support you when you're feeling a little lost. Mm -hmm. Because guess what? They've been there, Mm -hmm. right? But go easy on yourself too. You know, we can only do so much every day, especially when balancing family and, and work and finances and everything else that goes on in the world that seems beyond our comprehension at times, right? Go easy on yourself. You're only human, you know, get the supporters, get your cheerleaders, get a team if you're at that that place, right? And I know you've done this really well. It's, it's you know, delegating and getting support and getting these this team of cheerleaders around you so that you can find your way step by step to where you wanna be. Very good. And we're gonna end right there. Justin, thank you so much for your time uh, this morning to talk about your life experiences. Um, it, it truly, truly means a lot. So thank you. Uh, I'd like to give the, just the next 30 seconds for you to promote everything that you have going on. How can people learn more about you, be a part of your journey and potentially become a customer? Oh, thank you. Um, if you're like Jonathan, you'd like to follow me in social media and dig into my life. <laughs> you <can laughs> follow along it's at Jocelyn Duffy. It's J-O-S-C-E-L-Y-N-D-U-F-F-Y. Um, if you're interested in working with me, my website is jocelynduffy.com. Again, J-O-S-C-E-L-Y-N-D-U-F-F-Y. Um, and I do have a series of booklets and e-courses coming. Um, after a long time of working on others' messages, I'm now getting my own messaging out into the world, my own models and methodologies for redefining the way we communicate. Um, so really excited about that. And I do have a free gift as well at jocelynduffy.com slash gift for those who are listening. Very cool. And everything will be in, <clears throat> excuse me, everything will be in the show notes. I do know that like, like myself, um, you do have a very unique way in, in how you spell your first name. So just to give added clarity to, to everybody that is listening, it will be in the show notes. So you can just go ahead, click on the link, or go on to tbeshow.com to actually check it out. Um, so to those that are still watching and listening, thank you guys for always commenting, liking, and subscribing. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on YouTube and head over to tbeshow.com for more interviews. Go out there and execute your vision, everybody. Have a good rest of your day.